Blog Talk Radio. Monday, August the 20th. I'm your host, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds, LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve their destiny. We have another very special show for you this evening, and I am pleased to have co-hosting with me once again, Ms. Teresa Hamilton, who is the president, CEO, and founder of Making It Happen Incorporated. Hey, Teresa. Hey, Lisa. It's so good to be here tonight. I am so excited about the topic, so I really can't wait to dive yeah, in. Me, me either. So we're going to get through all this other stuff so we can just jump right in it because our time just goes by so fast. <laughs> Um, this evening's program, we will be talking about Think and Grow Rich, Mastering the Mind. We will be taking calls later on in the show, so if you would like to call in with questions and participate in the conversation, that number is 347-237-4518. That's 347-237-4518. And for those of you tuning in via the computer, please click on the follow button on the left-hand side of the title so that you can receive updates on upcoming broadcasts. We are also now available as a podcast, and it's free. So you can go to the iTunes store, click on podcast, and type in A Date with Destiny. You will also receive future episodes as well as being able to take us with you wherever you go. So go to the iTunes store, people, click on podcast, and uh, type in A Date with Destiny. You can send me a message through this site if you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business. You can send a message through my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101, or you can leave a message via my website at info at yourdestinyawaits.net. So, having said all of that, Ms. Teresa Hamilton. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today, Miss? Well, I'm doing quite well. I got a lot of rest. And I was delighted just to reread um, through the book, Think and Grow Rich, which I'm sure you're going to talk about today. It was yes. just an exciting time to reread through 
uh, that book, and it just has such good information, so I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Um, but first, before we get into that, I believe we have some fantastical news to share with everyone. As of this moment, we have reached well over 5,000 listeners. Woohoo! I'm so excited. <laughs> we have reached over 5,000. So I want to right now just take a, a moment to thank each and every one who has yeah. listened to our show, who is supporting us. I mean, really, we are just so excited. And uh, we will continue to bring you information that will enlighten and empower you, motivate and inspire you. So thank you so much for all of your support. Wow. We really, really appreciate it. And, Lisa, and also, I'd like to take this opportunity uh-huh. to just thank you for being a wonderful host and bringing such good material uh, uh-huh. to these live broadcasts. It's very difficult to get what you're offering, and so I think you need to turn your arm around and give yourself a pat on the back. For such a, <laughs> All right. Uh, a good job. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. To you. Thank you. And I'm patting. I'm patting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so real quick, we have an event coming up in October that I would like for you to tell everyone about because it's very exciting and um, we are really looking forward to um, putting this event on. So, Teresa, why don't you give us uh, briefly um, a description of what's going on in October? Yes, in October, on October 20th in Columbia, it's at the um, Homestead Gardens uh, Hotel. We are going to uh, have a poetry and literary prowse event. Uh, So any of you out there who are poets and would like to share your poetry, please do give me a call. I'm I'm sure it's going to be an exciting event, and please contact me personally at 301-379-2709. And say that number one more time. The telephone number is 301-379-2709. Wonderful. So Thank you very much. If there's anyone, even the novices out there who are a little unsure, I would encourage you to at least submit your work, and that would be a first step move, you know, a first step toward um, reaching out for your dream, even if you haven't shared it with anyone else. I'd love to be able to, uh, to read some of, your, some of the poetry out there from newcomers. Novices. Yeah, and you can also send it to um, our website at MIH, which is mihgroup.org, mihgroup.org. You can also uh, just go on there and, um, you know, leave us a message, and uh, Teresa or myself will get back with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So please yeah. submit your work. We're, we're, we, we love poets, and we're excited about this event um, that we have planned for you. Okay, so yeah. last week we talked about who moved your cheese. And every time I think about that, it just kind of tickles me because um, that, was a, that was pretty fun. Uh, we had fun yeah. with that show. And if you yeah, missed it, the- you can always go back into the archives and just click on it, and, you know, you'll get the episode uh, right then and there. But we talked about who moved your cheese and how we need to adapt to change. Um, and that was received very well. It was kind of different, but it was great, you know, mm-hmm. just with the questions and answers. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this I, evening, I really enjoyed the, the Q&A. <laughs> yeah, it I was pretty I cool. I was quite surprised, but it was a lot, a lot of fun. I had a, a lot of fun on that show. Yeah, so again, if you missed it, just go back into um, Blog Talk Radio forward slash A Date with Destiny, and uh, you can catch it there. So this evening, we are going to discuss Think and Grow Rich, Mastering the Mind, which is based on the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, 
uh, which is which also happens to be a number one uh, international bestseller, and it also sold over 21 million copies. I happen to think that Napoleon Hill was one of the great thinking gu- uh, gurus of our time. Um, and when I think of the book itself, I've read it three times. You know, it's like to me, you know, one of those books where every time you read it, you get something different from it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and and for me, when I think about growing rich, I think about rich in spirit and wisdom. Uh, for me, wealth is a combination of things. Mind, body, and spirit are the most important ones. And I believe that when our minds are right, then the rest of us will be right. So once again, it brings us back to mastering the mind. Uh, Romans 12.2 states, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to uh, test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I want to be clear about something, um, that I'm not saying that having lots of money is a bad thing. Of course it isn't. Money can be a great thing, but the love of money is not good is a good thing. So, yeah, we need it to survive and we want to be able to provide for our families and maintain what we have and to be able to enjoy some of the splendors that are available to us on this plane. Um, and God also says that I have given you power and dominion over everything of the earth, and everything means everything, and you'll hear us say yeah. that over and over again. So knowing that it's okay to want to have nice things and to be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, um, some of us think that we are limited to wealth. When it comes to money, we have a whole different mentality because we're always limiting our thoughts. We're limiting ourselves. And we, we, um, some of us think that we are limited to wealth because it is not, quote, unquote, God's will. Um, I don't know about you, Teresa, but I've, I've heard, I hear that a lot, that people think, well, if it's God's will and it's not God's will for me to have this, that, or the other. Um, so what are, you, what are your thoughts about that? Well, my thoughts are very clearly <laughs> that God wanted us to have just what you said, dominion over everything, and that he created this vast world that we live in. And I think that usually, like you said, with being trans, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind and not conform to the world standards and systems. The world standard and system says that we have lack everywhere. We have lack of oil. We have lack of trees. We have lack of this. And as a result of all of this lack, there's only a little bit of money to go around, and I don't believe that. I believe uh-huh. that we, that there isn't lack in the world. That's the first premise. And second, uh-huh. there's more than enough to go around for everyone. Yeah, but, you know, if you think about it, when you, when you turn on the television set and mm-hmm. you're, you're watching all of the mainstream media and you're watching, you know, the, the politicians out there, they would have you to believe that there isn't enough to go around. Right. Except for the right. except for the the mighty one percent, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and they would think they would have you think, oh well, you know, um, if you're not an actress or if you're not an athlete or if you're not this or you're not that, then you know you can't get anywhere or you're not going to have the nice things that you want in life if you're not uh, part of that elite crowd. Yeah, and I think that that that's. Not the case, and more importantly, I think some of the great uh, 
wealthiest people in this world have had a Christian or a religious basis to them mm-hmm. um, that they were able to get where they where they are or have been as a result of having a basic foundational belief in God and his principles. So that's just my take. I mean, I'm sure there are a number of people out there that have a very different perspective, but I mm-hmm. honestly believe that God intended us to be wealthy, and that's why he created us. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said take and have dominion over everything, over, you know, the cattle, over the land, everything. And man has. And mm-hmm. I just think that lately, uh, because of the set of circumstances that we're going through, we tend or uh, the system tends to make us think that there is lack when, in fact, there really isn't. Exactly. Exactly. And it's so easy for us to buy into the hype, especially if you find yourself falling behind in your bills or you're, you got laid off from your job and things are looking very bleak. But, you know, when things you – know, I've, I've learned that when things are looking bleak like that, usually miracles rise up out of the ashes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Lisa. You know, um, it takes it takes for us to lose some things in order to put us into action, in order to spear us forward. Right. You know, I can't right. tell you how many people I I, I talk to, or even uh, or in my own family, that until their backs were completely up against the wall, that's when they came out swinging. That's when they were like, okay, you know what, I, this this has to change. I have to do something different. Right. And sometimes and think, it's – go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that the beauty of this book for me is I call it a period piece. In other words, mm-hmm. one of the things that Napoleon Hill mentions throughout the book is that he was writing this book in, a midst, in the midst of a depression. And oh my as God, yeah. he's writing the book about the uh, depression, which he was in the middle of while writing the book, and I'm sure he had thoughts um, uh, regarding that. But one of the points that he kept continuously, uh, themes that ran through that book was, despite being in the, the depression, I believe that men will come out with great ideas, with great yes. uh, inventions, with with yeah. great things to help us save time. And he just kept going on and on about the positive nature of what he believed was to come. And, in fact, it did come. <laughs> yeah. So and and isn't it right amazing? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Isn't it amazing, uh-huh. the the time period of this book, like you said, um, and for mm-hmm. me, I love reading books, you know, um, written, you know, uh, back in, I guess, what do you, like you call them, period books. But mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Napoleon Hill to write such a book that um, today has sold over 21 million copies, mm-hmm. people are it's still mm-hmm. applicable applicable to today's mm-hmm. society, and maybe mm-hmm. even now more so than then. And it just amazes mm-hmm. me how that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I always recommend to anyone who wants a radical change and I'm going to say the word again, radical change in their lives, to read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. It's a detailed guide on how to manifest desire. In in his book, when talking about money, he makes profound statements, Um, and I tried to highlight the ones that I thought were significant so we could expound Mm -hmm. on them. It's impossible to cover everything in one show, So we will have to revisit this topic at a later date. But one statement of many statements was, you may complain 
that it is impossible for you to see yourself in possession of money. I'm going to read that again. He says that uh, you may complain, and a lot of people do, but you may complain Mm -hmm. that it is impossible for you to see yourself in possession of money before you actually have it. Now, here is where a burning desire will come to your aid. If you truly desire money so keenly that your desire is an obsession, you will have no difficulty in convincing yourself that you will acquire it. The object is to want money and to become so determined to have it that you convince yourself you will have it. Only those who become money conscious ever accumulate riches. Money consciousness means that the mind has become so thoroughly saturated with the desire for money that one can see oneself already in possession of it. Now, how many times have we said that in in past broadcasts? Yes, yes. And and the key is that and people always say, well, you know, you're always talking about money, 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 but I think that, like you mentioned at the top of the broadcast, which is that there is a problem when you ha- it is for the love of money. But right. other than that, we should be able to move forward no matter what. Exactly. Exactly. And that the saying is, that to, to complete that saying, the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not money itself. It's just the way you you value it Um and sometimes I think that people value, and that's why they don't have, <laughs> you know, because they're looking at it completely in a whole, you know, in a different way. Um, so if you truly desire money so keenly that your desire is an obsession, you will have no difficulty in convincing yourself that you will acquire it. And that, again, goes back to a lot of the things that we've been saying all along uh, as far as believing and having the imagination and just believing that there is no lack. Uh, the lack yeah. of of anything. I don't, And it doesn't even have to be money. It can be the lack of anything. Right. And I think that not even the lack of money, but what we have to do is be clear. I think one of the things you mentioned is the plan. Because a lot of us want to have money, but we have no idea of how we're going to acquire mm-hmm. money. Is it like, yeah, all of us want to be uh, wealthy, but I think it has to be contingent on your purpose. Mm-hmm. And the, in exactly. other words, you, it's not about just wanting money. Is that you have to have a defined purpose for wanting exactly. money? Exactly. Well, you know what? And, I'm so and glad that you purpose. Said that. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go on. Uh-huh. And then that purpose then should be in line with what what I believe that God has desired from us from the very beginning, that once we have that purpose in us, then it does become very easy to obtain riches and everything that we want because we're now moving in purpose. And to me, moving in purpose is not only knowing your God-given talents and gifts, but also once you have those gifts and you're sure of them and you have the skill sets related to them, that you then exercise those gifts and are able to help others with your gift. Exactly. And that's when, you know, one of my favorite sayings is don't chase the money but chase the passion. 
And if yeah. you chase your passion, the money will come. One of his yeah. quotes, and I, I put it on the profile of this show, and it's one of my daily mantras, and I absolutely love it, um, when mm-hmm. he said, um, it's a prayer of affirmation, and it states, O oh, divine providence, I ask not for more riches, but more wisdom wherewith to accept and use wisely the riches I received at birth in the form of the power to control and direct my mind to whatever ends I desire. So therefore what that is saying is he's chasing, you know, his he's asking for the wisdom to uh, really uh, manifest his passion. Yeah, yeah. You know, the passion, the purpose that he received at birth. And once you do right. that, the rest is the rest is simple. It just comes. But then he also, in the book, in this particular chapter, he has um, a six-step method mm-hmm. um, that I want to go through um, point by okay. point. And I believe okay. that the, uh, this will also help people to understand mm-hmm. a little bit better that, yes, you also have to take some action, but the action really is not that difficult. Um, there's a six-step method that he mentions by which desire for riches can be transmuted into its financial equivalent in practical steps. It may help to know that these steps were received from Andrew Carnegie, who began as an ordinary laborer in the steel And he's, this is a great story. If, if you all don't know um, about Andrew Carnegie, you need to research him uh, and his story and the way he became – Fabulous. I mean, we're talking rags to riches, um, and uh, the Andrew who began he began as an ordinary laborer in the steel mills, and despite his humble beginnings, Carnegie managed to make these principles, the ones that we're getting ready to go over, yield him a fortune of considerably. Now, this was back in the day. Okay, this was back in the Depression time. He was able to uh, make more than $100 million using this method. And this is back in the Depression, Teresa. $100 million. Yeah, and it may also behoove us to know that these six steps were also carefully scrutinized by another um, genius, Mr. Thomas um, Edison, who placed his stamp of approval upon them as being not only the steps essential for accumulation of money, but also for the attainment of any definite goal. Okay? So you can use these if you, you know, those of us out here who are, you know, desiring wealth or whatever your goal is, this, these steps, if you use them and put them to practical use, will help you to get your desire and what you're trying to do with your life. The steps call for no hard labor. They call for no sacrifice. And they do not require one to become ridiculous or credulous. I love that word, credulous. (laughs) To apply them call for no great amount of education. But the successful application of these six steps does call for sufficient here we go, imagination, to enable one to see and to understand that accumulation of money cannot be left to chance, good fortune, and luck. So one must realize that all who have accumulated great fortunes first did a certain amount of dreaming, hoping, wishing, desiring, and planning before they acquired money. 
So before we get into the first one, that just goes back to everything that we've always talked about in the previous shows too, imagination. Yeah. You have to see yourself, yeah. you know, in, in what you want and believing that you already received it. Right, and I think that imagination and throughout the book when you're reading and faith go hand in hand. Yeah. Because it takes, in order for you to even imagine, actually, you have to have faith. Yeah. <laughs> you have to believe that this is maybe a possibility. And I think there's a portion in the, the book where he asks you to go through and do a self. He says, we can't usually imagine us ourselves wealthy because we don't really have self confidence in us and ourselves. Mm-hmm. So he makes you take this self confidence pledge. So that's a good one. Yeah. And you notice that this is a common theme in every single sh- in every single show. I mean, it's like we can't get around this. So this yeah. is like one of those things where it's like, okay, now they said this over and over again. Well, we're saying it for a reason because yeah. it's important. <laughs> it's an yeah. important step into manifesting those things that you've been wanting um, to have. And you know, all the greats. All of the greats, they talk about the mind, renewing the mind, mm-hmm. imagination, seeing what you want, yeah. you know, believing that you have it, and so on and so forth. Um, so the first one that he states is to fix in your mind, again, mind, write that word down, mm-hmm. mind, mm-hmm. fix in your mind the exact amount of money you desire. Okay? It is not sufficient merely to say, I want plenty of money. Be definite mm-hmm. as to the amount. And then he says that there's a psychological reason for the definite, the, the definiteness that he describes throughout the book. Now, I just want to stop here for a second. Um, I think I talked about this in one of the earlier uh, shows that I remember, was it last year? Mm, last year or maybe the year before. It was It, it was very recent that um, they did a, a huge article about this lady who she ta- she won the lottery for, oh, God, like $25 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the way she did it, she said that every night she dreamt before she went to bed, she envisioned herself winning this money. And she saw herself receiving the check She saw herself. She said, I even detailed the outfit I was going to wear, the color (laughs) of the outfit and everything when I went to to get this check. She saw what Mm -hmm. she was going to spend the check on. And do you know, I think she did this for, I'm not even going to say, I mean, it was like for a a good period of time. But she said she never stopped. She never gave up. And do you Mm -hmm. know that that woman hit um, a big jackpot for $25 million? Wow. That's amazing. That is certainly amazing. And then they photographed her standing, you know, she in front of her new home and a brand mm-hmm. new car, you know. But it's like people think that that's fantasy stuff. It's like, oh, well, it can mm-hmm. work for her, but it can't work for me. Why not? Mm-hmm. See, there was nothing mm-hmm. special about this woman other than this is what she wanted. And she took the time just before she went to bed at night, you know, to envision herself in this situation. And, you know, so, I mean, how hard is that? Right, and I think that one of the points, and you're right, that's an awesome story, but a lot of times things don't happen for people because of one of the points he makes that goes in conjunction with imagination, which is that you have to have a burning desire for whatever it is you're seeking. And a lot of times people say, I want it, but it's like being in a relationship. How do you show you want stuff? You show it by doing something about it. Exactly. 
Exactly. That is exactly right. You have to really want it. And and um, I have to find, go back and find that narrative that I used about Socrates. Maybe I can put my hands on it while we're going through this broadcast. But um, going to the point number two, determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. There is no such reality as something for nothing. So I'll read that again. Determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. So in other words, what are you going to give back? What you 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 want this? You it's, if it's money, you're, you're so we're talking about money. So you want this money? Mm-hmm. What are you giving mm-hmm. in return for it? Mm-hmm. What passion of, of yours? What is your passion? Is it like just to hoard it and say it's mine, 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 and you know mm-hmm. to keep a closed fist over it, and you're not gonna, you know, what? Your passion also has to be something that is going to help humanity. Right. That's right. important to know. Mhm. And a lot of times, and I think in your book, in my book, we talk about what God gives you as a purpose as you're exercising your gift which mm-hmm. is the surest way to get you to whatever you desire because lots of times, and, and I love the book because it's littered for any of you out there who really want to find out, for those of you, like you said at the top of the hour, if you don't have enough money, and you, I mean not enough money, if you don't have enough education or you don't feel like you're that smart or whatever it is, these are not good enough reasons not to become successful. What you need exactly. to do is find something that you're good at and just, make it happen, and the key is never giving up on those desires. Exactly. Exactly. That That's a good point. Uh, so we're moving on to number three, which states, establish a definite date when you intend to possess the money you desire. Mm-hmm. Establish a definite date when you intend to possess the money you desire. So you just can't be all willy-nilly with it. You know, what he's saying is, okay, um, and and make it realistic. You know, don't make it like, you know, I want it tomorrow. (laughs) You know, but, you know, give yourself some time. Really sit and think about it. You know, when, okay, I have a plan, I have this passion, I have this desire. This is what I want to do with my life. Now, does what you want to do with your life, how does it benefit someone else? Does what you want to do benefit another person or, or other people? Right, right. And he talks about that a lot in the book because if you're doing everything for selfish reasons or you have people out there, there are certain people out there, unfortunately, who want to get wealthy by doing the wrong thing. Yeah. That's not going to last very long. And no, it's not a good no. approach. No, because you know what? There's so many people. Look at the people who have acquired wealth and mm-hmm. now that that's taken away from them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the quicker mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the quicker it comes, the quicker it goes, because they're not benefiting, you know, anybody else but themselves. Mm-hmm, you know, it's like selfishness. Mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm, have to give mm-hmm. back because the universe is giving to you, and whatever you give to it, you get back. So if you're yeah. not giving, you don't get. Yeah. Right, That's just right. the law. It's just the law. Right. I don't care. It's the law. If you whatever you give. It mm-hmm. comes back It'll to come you. back to you, right, right. And I'm not just talking about. We're not even talking just talking about money at this point. We're talking about anything. We're talking about love. If you're giving mm-hmm. out love, you're going to receive love. If you're giving out hate, 
you're going to receive yeah. hate. If you're giving out uh, negative vibes, negative attitude, you're going to get negative attitude back. If you're giving out, um, uh, just pick something, whatever it is, it comes back to you. And sometimes it comes back to you bigger than what you give out. Right. So you got to be careful what you're praying for. Right, right, exactly. And then, like you said, as, as long as you're on that path of honesty, virtue, truth, you know what I mean, where your value system is, in, is not misplaced, things will come to you. And not only do they come to you, but they will last. And exactly. they won't go down or up in flames. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if you, you know, really let's stop here for a second because I'm thinking about mm-hmm. all of a sudden relationships came to my mind. And, um, you know, I think about all the relationships that I have now in my life, and I'm Mm -hmm. grateful for each and every one of them. I mean, I really have people in my life that I have went to elementary school with, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, and even new people that have come into my life. I mean, these are long-lasting relationships because of the fact that I know I give of myself and I give Mm -hmm. the best of me. So when mm-hmm. I'm putting out the best of me, I get the best of them. Right, right, right. And when your heart is pure, um, uh, the other thing that uh, Napoleon Hill talks about is this idea of the law of attraction and vibrational mm. energy that I think is so rich. And I it really is that there. Are, I believe that God starts us out, but there's a lot of stuff that we simply don't know, and I think that we're moving into this area of vibrations and energy, and it's like radio waves or things that are traveling that we can't see with the naked eye, but exist, and that's the same thing. He centers his whole book on the thought process and how we think. Um, So thinking has more than just a thought. There is perhaps some electrical current that is with how we think, which is why it's so important, as you mentioned, Lisa, to follow those those six steps and imagine, and there are certain things that he specifically says that one needs to do to be successful at whatever it is that you want. Right, and that speaks to number four where he says, create a definite plan for carrying out your desire and begin at once. Whether you are ready or not to put this plan into action, Woo, girl, can I relate? Can I get a witness mm-hmm. on that one? <laughs> yes. Can I get a witness? I'm going to read that one again. Create okay. a definite plan for carrying out your desire and begin at once, whether you're mm-hmm. ready or not, to put this plan into action. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That right there said yeah. a lot. Because, again, it goes back to another one of my favorite quotes by Martin Luther King, you don't need to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. And, girlfriend, I can't tell you how many first steps I've taken in my life. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Mm -hmm. I'm not done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm not done. Yeah, and it keeps getting better and better, and you keep going further and further than you you knew you had the capacity to to even. You didn't even know you could go as far as you've gone today. Girl, no. Mm-hmm. I just knew that, you know, for me, I just, you know, you know when you know when you know something. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the type of person that I'm I'm curious about a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. you know, I will, I take my curiosity most of the time and I go forward. I'm like, okay, I want to mm-hmm. see what this is about. You know, mm-hmm. why not? What do mm-hmm. you have to lose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I have a little story for you today. I Just mm-hmm. before uh, we got on the phone, I met this girl outside. I was taking my son to the park, and I met a young woman. I would assume she's about 21, 22. And you can, one of the gifts I think that you and I, we have, Lisa, we have that gift of being able to assess where people are yeah. regarding their dreams. And yeah. I could just feel there was something wrong. She was she was just sitting there, but her spirit was kind of dry and numb. Mm-hmm. And I asked, I don't know how we got on this subject. I think she was talking about her job. I asked her, what did she do? And then she told me she worked at IHOP and blah, blah, blah. But one of the things that she mentioned that she wanted to be a poet. And so, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, we are going to do a poetry session. And so I invited her to show me her work and then, you know, have her possibly do a little short cameo, depending on how comfortable she was. But that's an opportunity. And I said, so, but you have to, she said, but I'm a little stage fright. I said, I know that, but you have to step out on faith and start. Mm-hmm. And by the time we were done, she had tears in her eyes because her spirit was awakening, awakened by just yeah. taking that first step. Yes, and don't you love moments like that? Yes, that was a powerful moment. Because you know what, That's Teresa? That's what life is about, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of times people aren't told that they can. Yeah, I bet yeah. you, I bet you that young lady has heard more why she can't, even if she even shared it with someone. Well, you yeah. can't, you can, and you you can't do this because the. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of us may come from families who don't believe in dreams because right. they, they're they very practical. They see everything in black and white or they're right. just very practical. And, you know, the way that they've had to live their lives growing up, you know, the way that their mothers and fathers have taught them um, through their mm-hmm. religious organizations or whatever. And, you mm-hmm. know, that's the way they did it. And if I do it this way, then you need to do it this way, you know. Yeah. And it's like unfortunate because I see so many bright young people out there that um, are afraid to go for their dreams. Okay, here's another story. A young man, not mentioning any names, but a young Mm -hmm. man who happens to be a a college friend of my daughter's. And Mm -hmm. I spoke at the school um, this year. Was it this semester? Yeah, their, their last semester I was there. And, you know, of course I go in and I'm talking about, you know, my book and manifesting dreams mm-hmm. and blah, 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 going forward, so on and so forth. So this young guy tells me, and it was so sad. It was like, oh, my God. And, you know, I had each student come up and talk about their dream and, and were they following their dream, and if not, you know, mm-hmm. why, and so on and so forth. So this one young man comes up and he says, um, well, you know, I'm I'm going, I'm taking this course, this particular course because my parents want me to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, really? I said, well, what is it that you want to do? Well, mm-hmm. he loves soccer. He's he, he loves He's good at it. I mean, I hear all the kids talk about how fabulous this kid is. Um, and he, he loves it so much to the point where he want, he really would like to go pro, and he would like to be mm-hmm. able to teach, you know, teach mm-hmm. the sport. But, you know, um, of course, you know, the parents are like, well, you know, that's not practical, and you need to go to school to become a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, something that you can fall back on. you got to have – how many times have we heard that in our lives? Oh, my gosh, yes, yes, yes. You have to have something to fall back on. Well, you know what? <laughs> if If a person is taught at an early age that they mm-hmm. have every right to mm-hmm. go after what's in their heart. Do you know that a lot of us will probably be a lot further along than we are now? 
I wish that I had that teaching when I was young. Right, and the world would have been a richer place because one of the nice pieces is that when you're you're given or allowed to grow and to be grow into all that you need or want to be, and to and you're taught that God has placed within you a special gift and you need to give birth to that gift and move it along. How much more can you give people when you're passionate about something that you know is uniquely yours and that you just like like the book like that Napoleon Hill you have a burning desire to do it yeah. or to execute it. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm gonna go a little personal here, um, in my mm-hmm. own personal mm-hmm. life again, um, mm-hmm. with my son for example. And um you know now my son is on this cross country trek to California and he's going mm-hmm. he's finally finally, you know, going after his dream and his passion. And it took a minute for him to fully discover. I mean, he knew it was there because he's very Mm -hmm. talented. He went to one of the most prominent schools here for um, the arts, Baltimore School for the Arts here in Maryland. Um, And he's a great musician. You know, he he has all of that. But even for him, knowing that he's this talented, took Mm -hmm. him a minute to fully, you know, really want, this is what he wanted to do. So mm-hmm. what we did as parents was I never discouraged him. I always, you know, poured into him um, how much I believed that, you know, um, I just saw this gift, you know, from an early age. And, you know, I, I, he, you know, we're, we get scared. We get afraid of our greatness. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes parents are so quick to like when their their children grow up and they graduate high school and then you know they send them off to college and they kick them out the house it's like okay I'm done mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. now you got to go and do you well you know really mm-hmm. when kids come out of college how old are they they're 21 22 years mm-hmm. old right they're, they're still, still young mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. still don't know people in their 40s and 50s still don't know haven't figured it out <laughs> so right we're so that. quick to give them the boot and to throw yeah. them out there <laughs> When they're mm-hmm. clearly not even ready. Mm-hmm. So we've mm-hmm. always, you know, for me, we've always just been, like, given that, that shelter, you know, that, that shelter. It's like, look, um, I believe in you. Yeah. You just got to believe in yourself. It's there. Yeah, yeah. And, you and know, if Lisa, we can I'm give gonna... that, co- go ahead. Yeah, and just like you said, and I know how talented your son is both, um, Instrument with instruments and also acting because I've seen them in a couple things, but mm-hmm. I, a lot of it comes down to the self confidence piece. Yeah. And, and you know, thoughts are about you know how well we're able to penetrate. And one of the things that he mentions Napoleon Hill in the book is that make sure that your thoughts are all positive. And I know it may yeah. seem sound corny, but they have such power that and it always comes down. And like I said, that's why he has you in the book to the self. Um, confidence pledge because we all lack self-confidence. None mm-hmm. of us are fully developed in our confidence. And Mm-mm. that is one of the reasons why I believe that even though man is capable of doing anything he wants to do on his own, that just knowing that there is a God there to back him up helps him because without knowing that, a lot of us naturally lack the necessary confidence to just yeah. make it happen or to stretch out on faith to do the things we desire. 
Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I just, you know, for parents out there who have kids, you know, who are older and they're trying to still find their way and find their path, you know, just take a moment just to sit down and really listen. You know, listen to them and listen to what's in their heart because what's in their heart, they didn't put that there. God put that there. Mm Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we need mm-hmm. to develop what's in their heart, and I guarantee you one day that thing that they'll be walking in, when you're getting your old age, they'll be really <laughs> able to take care of you. So you yeah. better be careful <laughs> when throwing your child out there too fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> you and know, I think the other, And the other piece of it is that as we move along with that book is that the reason why you have to act out of your purpose, and I can't remember the guy's name in the book, um, um, but he was the one who who fell short of finding the three feet of gold. He was three feet shy of the gold, but he uh-huh. um, um, he realized he had made a mistake and he went into another endeavor. But his basic piece was never given up. That's the right. second thing is that yeah. so often, as soon as we're on the road to success and something is about to happen, and it's a hard road, we give up. Yeah. Woo. Woosa, the wasteland, the wasteland. <laughs> yes, the wasteland, sir. Yeah, the wasteland is a, is a tough time, but it's there. <laughs> go back. If you haven't listened to that story, ladies and gentlemen, go back and listen to the show we did on Comfort Zone a couple weeks ago. Whoo! It'll tell you all about the wasteland. So I'm going to move on to the um, number five, which is you have to write out a clear, concise statement of the amount of money you intend to acquire. Name the time limit for its acquisition. State what you intend to give in return for the money and describe clearly the plan through which you intend to accumulate it. Um, And you know what? I'm going to share. I kind of did a written statement just so people could kind of get an idea of what it sounds like. Um, So I put um, a number in here just so that you all can hear what uh, a written statement kind of sounds like. And um, my written statement sounds like this. I will now have in my possession $1 million or more, which will come to me in various amounts from time to time during the interim. In return for this money, I will give the most efficient service of which I am capable, rendering the fullest possible quantity and the best possible quality of service as an international motivational speaker and best-selling author. I believe I will have this money in my possession. My faith is so strong that I can now see this money before my eyes. I can touch it with my hands. It is now awaiting transfer to me in the proportion that I deliver the service I intend to render in return for it. I am awaiting a plan by which to accumulate this money, and I will follow that plan when it is received. So that's what wow. a written statement sounds like. Wow. And it sounds excellent, Lisa. And I've heard your affirmations before, and just hearing them just gives <laughs> you chills because it's so detailed, but it's just awesome, and you just believe that, you know, it's going to be executed. Oh, yeah. It, Most definitely. Yeah, that's excellent. And that brings, you, that, that brings the, the, us to the close of number six. Read your statement aloud twice daily, once just before retiring at night and once after rising in the morning. As you read, and this is important, as you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of the money. Yes. 
And you know where, I, if you mm-hmm. if you were to ask me, and I always like to try to play devil's advocate for the listeners out there, where do we fall mm-hmm. short? We fall short on the belief and the doing. You know, we usually don't write out our plans as detailed as you, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Where do we um, believe? And we certainly have difficulty. There's something about we struggle with visualizing mentally, you know, being successful without all of this stuff knocking at the door like, well, your parents never had money, so what makes you think you're going to have money? Well, exactly. how are you going to come up with this money? What are you doing that you're going to make $20 million or $30 million? What is it that you who would want to buy anything or give you that kind of money? So, like, just trying to, like, penetrate through all of the negative things. Or my favorite one is I got all these bills. I can't even begin to take one stair, uh, step to support my dream. I can't see myself out of debt. And then we make money this huge, um, I yeah. was listening to, I went to church yet, uh, Sunday, and this was the first time I really heard a pastor do a phenomenal job of talking about how we think we can't do anything because either <clears throat> money has embedded us or, uh-huh. you know, we can't ever see ourselves out. So we create this huge God of money, and we don't realize that we've got to see kind of past it with, a, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, using wisdom and and, and a spiritual guidance, because if you don't, it's, it's just really hard to make sense out of it and to move exactly. forward into the greatness that God said he would give us. Exactly. Exactly. And and that is so true. I mean, we have to stop thinking, making money our God, um, number yeah. one, and thinking that, you know, just seeing the, the where you are right now, how can you afford not to go after your dream? That's my, that's how I look at it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, how how can you afford not to? Because and people, have, your dream, mm-hmm. And the other thing I thought about, let me just give you an example. To me, and I know that the health care issue is debated on either side, but when I ask people, who want to take faith and step out on their dreams, why haven't they? A lot of them say the very first thing, I don't know what you hear, Lisa, but I always hear, well, I don't have health care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a valid point. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And so now as we make our way towards health care, I, I would be very interested to see what people's excuses will, will work, wrap around now. But so see, it's the thing- always, uh-huh, yeah. And, no, I was just going to say they always. There's always an excuse. There's always an excuse. Just period. They mm-hmm. they will always find reasons why they can't. Always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that they're afraid. They're scared. Mm-hmm. They're really scared to step mm-hmm. out there on faith. Now you say you mm-hmm. believe. You say you have faith, but <laughs> faith is an action word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Faith is a verb. Mm-hmm. It's an action mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. So if you're not if you're not going after something because you are afraid, then you're not walking in faith. Period. And people will get offended yes. by that, but it's true. You either are yes. in faith or you're not. Yes, that's true. And faith is like a muscle. As yep. you exercise it more and more, it will grow and grow and grow. And I can tell you that when I have a belief about something and I pray and I put it aside and I never look at it again, or fret over it, it happens immediately. But uh-huh. when I doubt or have fear or, or angst, it takes forever to manifest. Well, you know what? I'm going to, we're down to this segment. <laughs> um, it went by so fast. And um, oh. I will leave you with this. Uh-huh. Okay. Christ tells us in John chapter 10, verse 10, 
that he has come to give us life and to give it to us in abundance. Practical dreamers do not quit. Every great leader from the dawn of civilization down to the present was a dreamer. If you do not see great riches in your imagination, you will never see them in your bank balance. Never has there been so great an opportunity for practical dreamer as now exists. We who are in this race for riches should be encouraged to know that this dynamic world in which we live is demanding new ideas, new ways of doing things, new leaders, new inventions, new methods of teaching, new methods of marketing, new books, new literature, new applications for computers, new cures for diseases, and new approaches to every aspect of business and life. Behind this demand for new and better things, there is one quality one must possess to win, and that is definiteness of purpose the knowledge of what one wants, and the burning desire to possess it. To accomplish this requires practical dreamers who can and will put their dreams into action. The practical dreamers have always been and always will be the pattern makers of civilization. We who desire to accumulate riches should remember that the real leaders of the world have always been people who harnessed and put it into practical use, the intangible unseen forces of unborn opportunity. They have converted those forces or impulses of thought into skyscrapers, cities, factories, airplanes, cars, better health care, and every form of convenience that makes life more pleasant. Tolerance and an open mind are practical necessities for the dreamer of today. Those who are afraid of new ideas are doomed before they even start. Never has there been a time more favorable to pioneers than the present. If the thing you wish to do is right and you believe in it, go ahead and do it. Put your dream across and never mind what they, quote, unquote, say, if you meet with temporary defeat, for they perhaps do not know that every failure brings with it the seed of an equivalent success. There is a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. No one is ready for a thing until he believes he can acquire it. The state of mind must be belief, not mere hope or wish. Open-mindedness is essential for belief. Closed minds do not inspire faith, courage, or belief. And remember, no more effort is required to aim high in life to demand abundance and prosperity than is required to accept misery and poverty. A great poet has correctly stated this universal truth through these lines. He says, I bargained with life for a penny, and life would pay no more. 
However, I begged at evening when I counted my scanty store. For life is a just employer. He gives you what you ask. But once you have set the wages, why you must bear the task. I worked for a menial's hire only to learn dismayed that any wage I had asked of life, life would have willingly paid. Our only limitations are those we set in our own minds. That concludes our show for this evening. I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. A shout-out again to my family who are always loving and supporting me, and also to our Facebook family who are always tuning in. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Teresa Hamilton. Oh, it was awesome. That, I'm still re- 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 It was awesome what you just said. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. Well, God is good. And, and you know, we, we do this show because, again, we just want to uplift and, and empower people. Um, and we just encourage you to think. You know, just think for yourself. Take that time just to think. Yeah. You know, it's there. It's in all of us. Not just in some of us, but it's in all of us. So, Teresa, I want to thank you again for thank coming you. on and sharing your wisdom with us. For knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. Please tune in next week, August 27th, at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time, where the topic will be, you ready for this? Too Legit to Quit. Too Legit to Quit. That's going to be an interesting show. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first. Because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you next week. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone. <laughs>